0: Hello again, gooners! You want a bit of music, don't you? <laughs> I don't know what that glitch is. I didn't. I didn't program that glitch. Um, talking of glitches, I don't think Alex is going to turn up. I'm on live now. You just send me a message. Um, I'm on live. I'm waiting for you, glitches included. I'm on now. Wait, has he appeared? This glitch city. What is going on? So, here all the, there he is, he's listening, he can hear this, yeah. now hear this, alright, so, yes, welcome to the show, catch up to, oh, awesome. awesome. yeah, us two again, yes, okay, um, <laughs> I, don't. I think you need to crank yourself up a little bit, if possible, I don't know how to do that, I don't think I can, can I, unfortunately, um, you're oh, quite quiet. And wait, is Yeah I can't I can't sort of crank your mic up. Yeah, I
1: don't oh God. I'm gonna work out uh, how to do it on way way. Let's see. Um, settings I suppose, isn't it? God. Uh yeah, this is definitely better this way.
0: Yes. I suppose it is. Sam really posh there saying yes. It's not often I say yes. <laughs> but now you've gone all crackly. Right, um, anyway, we've got a lot to discuss. So, so yeah, you'll have to, best you can, yeah. talk really yeah. loudly into your device.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got my phone next to my mouth. So, fingers yeah. crossed, you can hear as well. Uh, Most yeah, of yeah. It. Yeah, there's loads, isn't there? Uh, where do you want where to start, do
0: we start? We both said the same thing. Well,. I suppose with the transfers, you know, uh, how happy are you with Arsenal's business during the summer transfer window? Sort of going back to, let's let's take the most recent signing, which is the Japanese guy. To me, a bit of an unknown quantity. I he could is, find out yeah. a lot of information about him if I want because of my contacts there. But I, I just feel <laughs> I don't know. I want to just hear what you think about it because I'm not really sure to be honest.
1: No, I'm not. Uh, Well, yeah, look at the positives. He plays in Serie A. Well, he played in Serie A, sorry. Uh, He's a Japanese international. He's got loads of caps for them. Uh, So, you know, he's young. So I think the potential, yeah, it could be a good signing. And I think what Arsenal have done, if you look at all the... He does, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that. Yeah, Arsenal have this year... Yeah, you know, if you if you ignore the start of the season, but if you just look at the transfers, mm. they are very all quite right. similar transfers. They are all similar age, yes. and you know Arsenal's plan is to have a young squad, and hopefully, you know, they know that this year, or well, certainly, it will take some time to bed in. Uh, but these players hopefully will come good, and I think Arsenal, you know, they can't sign players in their peak as as much as they used to because they're not as an attractive club as as much as they used to be, so I think Arsenal have had to change because yeah they have lost a bit of status, and these signings yeah like, yeah you know, I'm I'm happy with the signings I have to admit I'm relatively happy with it. so I think we needed uh, another midfielder and I am disappointed that Xhaka is staying, uh, and I think so some of our you know, we haven't had many departures and I think we needed more, uh, but I think that these players. Yeah, you know, they're young, so hopefully they have something to prove. We won't have them, so we can get them for cheaper wages as well. So hopefully we won't have, you know, them clogging up our wage bill in the future, like we did have with Oz, or like we did have with William. And and can I just say as well, like credit to William uh, for leaving and you know taking a huge pay cut and ripping up his contract. He must have really wanted to leave, to say to throw away 20 minutes.
0: Exactly.
1: Uh, exactly. Yeah, he, he must have seen what a shit show we are as a club. And, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, because he's a, obviously he's an athlete. He's in his last, this, this will probably be his last club. And yeah, Arsenal was his sort of payday, uh, retirement payday, and he's ripped that up. He just doesn't want to be there.
0: Uh, and he you know, so miserable. Wrong.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah. He always he looked back, so miserable. Pre
0: season, overweight and miserable, as you yeah, said. I mean, I think- can't really tell. I mean, yeah, as you said, yeah. not not enough players went out the outdoor, the exit door. Yeah. Um yeah, better
1: and are all loans as well. They're like better in the loan. You know, yeah. Nelson was yeah. quite happy to loan out. Uh then you know, Inketia probably should have gone out on loan, but didn't. Uh supposedly he was asking for too much money. Then you had the whole the you know, collat Klas- what what is he even still doing at the club? Let alone, why is he playing against the champions at centre-half? Yeah, exactly. I
0: That's the strangest decision. I, I, I'm still getting over that one. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, yeah. people yeah. moaned about Cedric playing, but it was Kalashinac. And I'm, I've got nothing against Kalashinac, personally, because I liked him. Like Everybody was raving about him when he first arrived. Said They were saying, the tank, the tank is here. And people were so excited. And that excitement lasted a while. And now, I just don't know... I don't know. He just doesn't. He, he doesn't really fit in anymore, does he? He's, now Ozil's gone. His best mate.
1: Yeah, well, that's a factor definitely. Uh, I think he doesn't suit Arteta's style of play. I don't think, and I think like Arteta's very happy with Tierney. Uh, but I couldn't make sense of like, well, if you want him gone and he wants to go, then don't play mm. him against him, you know. Uh, and yeah, there was that stat. I don't know if you saw it. Out of the five signings, obviously, this is where we signed the Japanese flag. Out of the five signings that we made, four were available against Man City, one played. It's like you sign these players and you're all sticking with Dickinson, Yeah, Xhaka, fuck me. He wanted to leave. What do we do? We give him the captaincy again. And what a surprise, he gets sent off again. Uh, and then the selfish twat goes, get, goes and gets COVID. Yeah, because have <laughs> it.
0: Like, like it's his <laughs> fault. <laughs> yeah, oh, your oh, way. Yeah, no, but the thing no, is, no. you know what's yeah. really wound me up I'm about? Jack. Yeah,
1: I'm more annoyed that Jackal. Like is not going to miss any games because of COVID. It's like couldn't uh-huh. you got COVID all uh-huh. before?
0: You know. Uh... Yeah, you should get. he should get a red card. You know, a different on a different occasion. And the thing is, that challenge. You know, have you seen what he said about that challenge? I don't know if I can find it quickly, but. He's he's basically not sorry that he made that challenge. He thinks it's perfectly perfectly fine to go in with two feet because he said, "I've got the ball." I mean, what kind of idiot would say something like that? Really, he just takes it to yeah. the next level all the time.
1: He did, and he did get the ball. He did get a ball, but we all know the rules. It took off, yeah, yeah. You jump in with two feet, uh, or you jump in like that, and yeah, you know, of course, it's it's not the same wall. Like, sometimes you might get away with it, but you mm. can't be surprised yeah. if you don't get away with it. And I saw it and went, yeah, that's all right. You know, like, I and I, I have no sort of uh, issue with it at all, I'd like that. And don't get me yeah, wrong, we were man. two yeah, yeah. We were shit, and we were fucking god-awful. Uh, all over the pitch. Like, I don't think we had a shot on target for most of the game or... Memory.
0: Only the first six minutes were... So like we I mean, Arsenal won. came out, came out, um, and they took uh, the game to City for six right, minutes. And then after that, like, it was a disaster. Exactly right. so, so, yeah, I I don't know how you felt after that yeah, game, after but I good. just...
1: <laughs> well, like, Did you... I, um... I was kind of like... Uh, if Arteta left, I don't think I'd be too upset. Like, just because of... Not just how shit we were, but his man management, like... Some of the decisions he's made this season are just, like, not even the transfers so much. You know, although he, he obviously did push for William and, you know, Runnison last year or whatever. But, you know, we, we have some signed some good players. And I do think you have to take into account that, you know, we had no Gabriel, no Ben White, no Partey. So, I think that would make us more competitive. And that is something that I am looking forward to. We'll now have three games without Jacker, And because it, it might be he's just stealing a living. I don't see what managers see in him, because he's slow. Like, he can't handle the press particularly well. He makes brain-dead decisions all the fucking time. Uh, and it's just like, I, he must have pictures of like Arteta yeah, shagging another woman or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand what this man... Like, and Emery loved him, Wenger loved him, and I, it baffles me like, and I know, like they're the professionals. Like they do this day and day, and I see him at training. And I get all of that, but I just can't see it. I honestly can't see what people see him. And he's a fucking clown. Like he's just in, in every aspect of life. You hear him talk, at some of the things he says. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, you know, I'm just glad that our next three games will be Lukunga, hopefully Lukunga and Tarte. Mm. And I'm like, awesome. Hopefully Lukunga plays well enough. And yeah, you know, Xhaka doesn't get back into the team, but Arteta will of course straight away. Uh when he gets back. So yeah, that was embarrassing. The transfer's out, we've still got lots of shit, dead wood left. Uh and I, w- I think we'll have a similar situation to what we had last year where we have too many people in the squad. There's Socrates like yeah, you know, like Socrates and Hosel, well oh but yeah, Socrates Hosel is I think other motivations behind that decision. But and I think we'll have the same possible acts this year, or I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the signings in terms of like the their age profile. They're young, they're for the future. I and mean, we have got a very young team. And what also that means to me is if Arteta goes, and the rumours are, I don't know if you saw on Twitter today, the rumours are that he's got until October. To turn it around and they've already started chatting to Conte uh, about possibly taking it so they've, they've started oh Conte yeah okay yeah uh, they've already started that's the rumour like how true that where is did you, know where did you when did you hear
0: that Twitter 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 oh okay yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a new uh, website uh, but, right let's find yeah. that website
1: uh, I, don't, I'm, you know, I, tw- tw- I have a really weird relationship with Twitter I, I love to hate it uh, mm. because I've, I've Fucking detest. I follow. I i make a point in front of trying to follow people that I don't necessarily agree with. And I think, like politically, I'm probably like left leaning, central, yeah, mostly yeah. But I follow like the woke crowd, and I follow far right people, and they all disgust <laughs> me. and honestly disgust me. All of them. Both sides of the. They're both extremes, and I follow. I follow the extremes. So like, I used to follow Trump before he got kicked off, and he was horrible. He was vile. And I follow a few wokies. And they're fucking vile as well. Some of the things they say. Uh, but the only good thing I get out of Twitter is Arsenal stuff because that just makes me laugh. And yeah, and uh, crypto because I still do a bit of crypto here and there. So yeah, that's I quite like that. And you do get some good pictures on like memes on Twitter. And because most of the people I don't I know aren't on Twitter, I share them as my own. Uh, I say this is mine. In reality, I say, yeah, I stole it on Twitter. You get some great ones, uh, and it's a bit more an intelligence. It's like in Instagram for the intelligent, really. But it's vile. Mm-hmm. It's people are horrible to each other on it. I don't. I don't talk to anyone ever. I just you know scroll it like look at the feed. And I, ne- I rarely ever interact because people are just disgusting to each other. It's it's it really is the worst. And I think Twitter has sort of really is responsible for a lot of the world's but well. Yeah, for the world's social like, problems. Do you know what I mean? Because it just, uh, we could go on for hours about the, the bane of it. But yes, yeah, so on Twitter today, a few sources. So yeah, that Fabrizio Romano, their uh, oh, agent, yeah. Oh, yeah. and old oh, Horny Orny David Ornstein, they're both on it. Uh, so and they're pretty reliable, to be fair. They're both really, really good. Uh, there's, there's a couple others that I follow, uh, and obviously you know, Rich Richard Barrow in Thailand. Uh, so he's on it. I, I get information. He uses it loads. So it, it has its moments, but yeah, some of the people I follow, and I force myself to follow them because I don't want to sort of shut myself off from different opinions. Uh, mm. I don't want to live in an echo chamber. So, but yeah, it's, it's horrible. But it's, so we've asked. So supposedly, and he has got you know Norwich at home. We've got Spurs in the next few games. Uh, I think as well we might even play Liverpool. So he's got a few games to save his career. Because obviously, like the funkies can see. Yeah, and well, we're both, it's the bottom of the table clash. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> Don't fight.
1: We're both <laughs> zero <laughs> points, like minus nine goals conceded or whatever it is. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's fight. And I think it's, a, it's a, obviously a very winnable game. We expect to win it. Uh, and I think the players will come out, hopefully, fully fucking charged up for it. Uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll wait and see, won't we? I guess. But it's, I yeah, if that if that's to be believed, then he's got a month because I, it's it's strange because we've had a good. I do think we've had a good transfer window in terms of people coming in. We haven't got rid of all the deadwood, but if you notice, the transfer window, aside from the odd big player, there wasn't lots of signings, and I don't think there's huge no, I amounts of really. so I think a lot of clubs are broke because of COVID of course uh, you know. or not, you know, and you could see that. The transfer, of, you know, and that City, City spent £100 million but on one player. You know, United, yeah. aside from Ronaldo, and that's, uh, yeah, they didn't buy lots of players and they're normally buying those Like, Do you know what I mean? So it was, and I know some of those clubs, they're only one or two players away from being complete and obviously City still need a striker, although after they spanked us, I do you know, maybe they don't, but, uh, you know, Arsenal, bought five or six players, and so
0: they're all, It's half for the team.
1: It is, yeah, it is, and it's just, and, and, and as well, like I said before, it's, if they turn out to be shit, well, it's quite low risk, because they're young, they'll have a bit of resale value, and Arsenal haven't spent that much money on them, you know, he spent 140 mil on, six or seven players, aside from Ben White, sorry, Uh and Ben White looks like a sensible, you know, he's an England international. Uh, you know, he plays the way Arteta wants to play. And I think, you know, for him, he wants to improve as a player. And this is a step up for him. So, you know, aside from Ben White, we haven't spunked loads of money on an individual player. So I can see I can see what they're doing and see what they're trying to achieve. But it's like, well, let's see what happens on the pitch. Because, you know, Arteta can, and Edu can do all these great signings. If they're still playing shit on the pitch, then counts for nothing, isn't it? So, uh, sound they, really. they gel really.
0: Yes.
1: When, you know, well, when you bring like in a player.
0: lot of players like that, it's, it yeah. takes longer for them to gel, and that's yeah. that's a bit of an issue because well, it's that, this that, Takehiro Tommy Yasu like guy, for example, it's going to take yeah. him a while to get used to playing, and it doesn't matter how good he is when you've come from Italy. And especially as a defender, you're gonna you're gonna be facing really dirty players in the English league. English yeah, league. I mean, they take my prisoners. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how he's gonna adapt. I hope he adapts well. He's got plenty of experience for for a young player, as as you said, he hits the age profile twenty one to twenty three. So um, so yeah, that was ostensibly that's a good bit of business. But then really, is it is it gonna be? We we just don't know, do we? So we. Um, we get no, through
1: we the knowledge uh, game, yeah. We don't, and yeah, but yeah, you're absolutely right, it'll take time to blend in, and maybe that's why isn't didn't play all of his signings against City. Perhaps, I don't know, maybe Alex. Can you just
0: keep game. talking to yourself for a bit because I've just got to go downstairs for five minutes? Yeah, can you keep uh, going? Yeah, just no, talk no, about no, the transfers, I'll be back, exactly. yeah. No, no problem. No, so, obviously, I think yeah, the
1: outgoing. Oh, they're so amateur, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> the uh, the outgoings are still a concern, really, for me. Like we've still got lots of players that don't want to be there. Uh, and, you know, I'm glad we we moved on better in. And I'm glad uh, a couple of them left. We have still got more to do, so it's it's a it's a concern. Uh, but I I I'll be surprised if I'm honest. If Arteta's still in the job by Christmas, I think he he will probably get sacked. Uh, Unless he manages to turn it around, and I'm not confident that he will turn it around. Really, I've lost confidence over the last over the the summer, and it's strange though because I think from the the lost performance, we all expected to probably lose against City well, almost definitely lose against City, and yeah, playing the European champions Chelsea, they are a better team. I think we would have expected to be a bit more competitive, but. It's not that surprising. So aside from the Bournemouth game, when a few of our players have COVID and the league wouldn't change, then it's yeah doesn't necessarily require the reaction. We've had, which has been incredibly negative to to Arteta into the season uh, because we you know we started so poorly last season and we we're playing constantly playing catch up and the season was over before it began and even though we did play well in that second half of the season we were competing for nothing we had nothing to compete for and it's we're in danger of that happening this year as well so we'll have to wait and see really I guess uh, but it is it's I'm, I'm not particularly confident uh, hopefully the new players will blend in and Jenon quite well and uh, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, but hopefully Joe will come back because uh, this wasn't this is was never part of the deal that I was having to speak on myself uh, so yeah not exactly the ideal uh, start to this in, uh, the next few games what are our games isn't it? So we've got to be looking to get obviously Norwich expecting to get three points. Then we've got Burnley away, but you'd still think we should be able to get a result there. And then Spurs uh, at the end of the month. And then Brighton the following week. He's got four games, five if you include the AFC Women's League, League Cup. Five games to save his career. You would be thinking we should you know, we want us to beat spurs we're we've got to be looking for out of those four games nine or 10 minutes. you know we don't want to, we don't want to lose to spurs ever but also you know brighton and that. norwich at home yeah if he doesn't beat norwich at home if he doesn't beat norwich home, then he's then after that Alice... After the October of international, Alice Villa both at home, in the October tricky game of Leicester, that won't be easy. Uh, so, and then Watford at home. So yeah, we've got some big games coming up. Big games coming up. You know, Liverpool away. I thought I was right. We played Liverpool. We played Manchester United, Everton away at the beginning. Then, uh, it's all difficult, difficult games. So. I, I think, yeah, the next five games we should be aiming to get 10 points. Really. We're not getting 10 points. We're not beating Norwich convincingly. We're not turning up against a battle. Of course. Vernon, um, brian we should, looking, we should be looking to get 12 points. Well, you'll uh, we'll be out of the job. So, yeah, I'm seeing Spurs as a big club. Fast. But if we win against Norwich, we're up to, could even go as high as 13th. Great, but it's nothing. What do you care? Next 4 or 5 games, I would say. Oh, Great. Yeah, coming back now. Uh so yes. So yeah, Norwich at home is bit massive for him.
0: So, uh... Now what have I missed? What have <laughs> I missed? Quick summary. Yeah, just
1: look at the fixtures our next four games before the October break are Norwich, Burnley away, then the Wimbledon in the Caraval Cup, oh, Spurs wow. at home, oh, wow. and then Brighton away. And I was saying, yeah, you know, we should be expected to get nine to twelve points. Where, and Arteta definitely has
0: to get, yeah. You know, uh, so how many 12. how many points do you reckon he's got to get or wins? Because I mean, he would be expected to beat Wimbledon, um, Brighton. Yeah, think, Brighton away is yeah, tough.
1: Yeah, well, that's a Brighton and Burnley away both won't be easy. Uh, obviously, we've got to expect to beat Norwich, and I think you know, for his sake, he has to beat. Because it's a local derby uh, yeah, and he's you, and you run out of, of good faith with a lot of the fans so I think he has to beat Spurs and then yeah we, I think we have to get results but we have to turn up we have to perform we're not even performing mm. are we you know like City is just dire but you know, his, man, his man management his choices like some of his tactics
0: have you talked about um, Ainsley Ainsley made oh, the nice
1: yeah, what a fucking shambles! Uh,
0: so, He's training with the um, the kids, right? He's not even yeah, training the, with the main team. Yeah,
1: supposedly they've had clearly air talk, and Arteta mm-hmm. will try and sort of. So I so there's there's lots of ways you can look at it. So, firstly, who is advising Ainsley? I think his agent needs to sort of be looked at because. This is, again, according to Twitter, that his agent is being investigated currently by the FA for, wow. say, unscrupulous dealing. Now, with his deals last year and some of the deals this year, some of the reasons why it fell apart was because the agent was taking too much money and they wanted too much money. So he's not the complete innocent in all of it. Uh, now, but on the upside. he did say to Arteta he was willing to play right back he just wanted to play this year and I think personally he's a better right back than Suarez or better is. like you know and I think he's got uh, time on his hand so for him to do that it you know, shows how desperate he is to play and show how upset he is and he's, but the advice he's getting from his team like his people is obviously awful for them to think that's a good idea you know, you don't air your dirty laundry in public. It's embarrassing. It just makes us look bad. Uh, nobody looks good in that scenario. So, yeah, his team of advisors and whoever else need to have a, a, a word. They need to have, yeah, be spoken to. But, yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. And, uh, and I think as well, you know, Arsenal fans are understandably upset at Arteta because he's, you know, make the Nas as a hail He's an original Arsenal boy. And we do look at, you know, we protect our own like every team does. And, you know, I, I think, mate, the Niles, you know, he went to West Brom and uh, Fat Sam, but yeah, he could be a good midfielder. Uh, but is so stubborn in his man management. It's awful sometimes and he's spiteful. So I think, you know, that's, that's part of it. I do think Arteta is definitely partly to blame. Uh, it's almost like he doesn't forgive. You know, you look at the example last time we talked on the podcast, we talked about that Tavares playing right back against Bournemouth, and he's a left-footed player, but he played right back. But he had Suarez and Bellerin on the bench, but he chose mm. to play a left back at uh, right back, just to fuck off Bellerin just to get make a point. I could, you don't have to. I'm not going to play you if I don't want to. And he, he is petty, and I've seen that more this year, uh, and it does make me think about the whole Ozil situation. Now, yeah, at the beginning. Arteta, you can kind of give him some slack because you think, well, yeah, you know, he's a new manager, uh, you know, he's got a stamp his authority. Mm-hmm. But it's the inconsistencies that we've seen that made, you know, people lose respect. You know, not necessarily with Ozil, but, you know, he then didn't treat everyone else the same after that. And I think that's sort of caused his problem. So, yeah, the mate, the Niles situation, I feel sorry for him because, I think, you know, he's a good player. I think, you know, he's been poorly advised but I don't think the club have helped him at all. And I think Arteta really has sort of, you know, got it out for it. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just embarrassing, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's a hard one, that. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of it. Personally, I think I think if he's not going to play him, he might as well have sold him. If If Willock could be sold, then why not uh, make the Niles? I suppose he needs him in the squad. But if he needs him in the squad, then then he needs to treat him in a way that's sort of more acceptable to the player. Cause at the moment yeah. having him isolated and he hasn't even got COVID, he's about one of the very few that hasn't actually got COVID to isolate him for no real reason. I, Even me, I can't stand it at all. And, and I'm an Arteta fan and here I am wondering what the hell is he doing? You know, I just don't get it The the Man City selection, just had me thinking, does he want to lose this game? I mean, obviously it's likely anyway, so why go in with that team? Kalasanac has not been playing for ages. I think he played in a preseason game. Um, Cedric, I didn't have so much of an issue with, but it's just the whole setup just looked a mess. And Lokongo's been one of the best players on the bench. So unless he was slightly injured carrying a knock or slightly ill, who knows? But I just looked at that team and thought this doesn't look like it's gonna turn out good from Arsenal's perspective. And then they started off so well and then as soon as as soon as they went a goal behind, that was it. They threw through the tailwind, really. That's how it looked. But I mean Shaka's disgraceful tackle. I just I just can't I'm really I'm running out of patience. In fact, I'm so I ran out of patience about a year ago or more. I just thought this guy he's got to go. I just don't understand why I mean it's so hard to back the team when when you've got an unpopular player. He's very unpopular with the fans, of course. I mean they it seems like the fans are staying quiet really. They're not they're not slamming him, which is which all credit to the fans for that. Because he is an Arsenal player and the fans have got to back him. As best they can, but it's just so hard at the moment. It's so hard to back back the team, and there's I've never ever felt like that, that I recall because because usually you know I mean I don't want to blame the manager, but and I don't want to blame the players, but who's going to take the blame for this for this mess that Arsenal were in? And do you, how much I mean you you say um, Arteta's Arteta's cards numbered for the end of October, but I was listening to um, Ask blog, Ornstein was saying um, he's got till Christmas, and that was, and that was after those three three defeats, you know, and the one victory against West Brom in the uh, whatever it's called Carabao Cup. So, um, so what do you think? Do you think does it sort of? I mean, how many games? I think I, I asked this before. How many games do you think he's got to win? If you look at those games coming up, how many does he need to win in order to? Save his job, would you say? I'm not even sure if you can hear me anymore. <laughs> I might be talking to myself. Well, I think I'll answer my own question in that case. Then, right? How many games? How many games? Right? Norwich. I think mean, it's got to win that game. To be honest, Burnley away, Arsenal awesome, never win that game, so that's it's going to have to get three at Nor- against Norwich at home. So then it it seems like you're still online, by the way, Alex. So. If, if you are just say something but anyway so then after that Tottenham that's it's not looking good is it really three points against Norwich are absolutely vital then Brighton away it's going to be hard Crystal Palace at home is going to be hard it's just endless tough games like every game looks tough suddenly and it's because we started the season with zero points so um so yeah maybe it's maybe it's, it's getting revenge on me now I've got to talk by myself for 5 minutes can do that do it for 55 if needs be but unfortunately I feel sorry for our listeners our listeners <laughs> 10 or 20 listeners um, now it's just been it's just been really it's been um, technical problems galore today yeah we were talking anyway about the the um, transfer window that's how we started off at least and uh, I was relatively pleased. I, I probably sounded very downbeat about Takahiro Tomiyasu joining from Bologna, but I just, I didn't believe that deal was going to happen. If truth be told, I thought it was a lie. Um, after the, um, after the Rio Mihaichi situation and how that transfer didn't work, I just thought that Arsenal were finished as far as shopping in Japan were concerned. Obviously he's played in Italy and, and done well, but then me, Miyaichi did pretty well in Holland. And then I remember people were saying, he's the Japanese Ronaldo. And I, and I thought, yes, he's very quick. And yes, he was skillful. But there was something missing and he was very injury prone. And, and it turned out he barely played any games at Arsenal. And, and in his uh, next club as well, same situation happened. And I don't think this guy... From what I can gather, he's not it's not injury prone. Don't say that. Of course, as soon as they join Arsenal, they're they're in the sick bay. But no, this guy looks pretty solid, um, and all reports about him are good. Um, apparently, his distribution—if you look at the statistics—could be questionable. But ultimately, it's a, well. People have said people that have seen him play a lot say that he can—he can pass a, a good—a good raking ball forward. And defensively he always seems to get his head on just about everything that's thrown into the box. So he's gonna he's gonna probably play at right back, apparently, but he can play at centre back if needs be. So if it's Tomiyasu alongside um alongside White and alongside him Gabriel Antini, you'd have to say on paper at least that sounds like a really good back four. So then um well, we've already talked about other transfers that have happened, so um, so I won't go on about those. Um, I'm still waiting for for Alex to come back. Let's just see, let's just see what his status is at the moment. See if I can get him back. But but yeah, I can talk about the games coming up. Of course, um, you know, I'm I'm so upset. I'm so upset about this um, the, these first three games. But but then perhaps I shouldn't be because. I was listening back to the show that we did the other day, and, and the fact is Alex Alex guessed correctly that we'd have zero points. And he's guessed almost correctly that our goal difference would be minus, he said minus 11, and of course it's, what is it, minus nine, isn't it? So, yeah, minus nine. So he's only two out. So he might have a career ahead of him in, in making predictions because that was, that was Pretty amazing as a prediction. I, I think I predicted. I didn't. I didn't actually say on air, but I predicted we'd have one point because I really thought. I thought the Brentford game was a lot harder than than people made out because when you take on a team that's just got promoted, they're always going to come at you with everything they've got. And it was, as Alex said in the last podcast, first game roughly for 70 years in top flight. So, so the bees were stinging and and of course arsenal just couldn't cope with it it's just um it was a bit shocking how how easily arsenal got turned over in that game the chelsea game was a utter nightmare as well i mean what really killed me and not many people have commented on this is which is why i'm going to do so now what really got me was how the um how james was coming up down the right and not getting picked up and i and i just found that really odd I, i I don't want to blame Tierney because Tierney was offering something going forward, but then he clearly needs some help when it comes to defending because he wasn't getting there. And the, and the goals seem to come about from crosses from the right. And that, that really bothered me a lot against, um, against Chelsea. So then, and then the West Brom game, obviously that was a great result away from home at West Brom. They may be a division down, but they were premier league last season. So it was a good result. And, uh, it seemed like the goal drought was over. But then, of course, it was back to form again, back to the uh, Premier League form. And and no goals and not much of a sniff either against City. Apart from at the very beginning, I think there was a, a deflected effort from Smith-Rowe. And Smith-Rowe and Saka, you know, these guys these guys are the lifeblood of the club. Um, unfortunately, yeah, we've been talking about some of those other players that have, have come through the academy system, and and to be honest, not really sure all of them are gonna are gonna crack it at Arsenal. I think they will end up going elsewhere, and and maybe making a career of it elsewhere rather than Arsenal. So so yeah, those are the two. Obviously, there are some others. Funny enough, there was uh, one or two others like Aziz. I thought Aziz could break through into the uh, first team this year, but he's been shipped off. I have to look where he's where he's gone to, but Aziz went off on loan. Maybe Portsmouth, but I'm not too sure. Reece Nelson, Reese Nelson, we've already said has gone to Feyenoord. Um, I just don't think Reece Nelson's going to make it at Arsenal, and uh, Belurin seems like he's he's not going to make it at Arsenal now. Well, he's, he already has. You could argue. Now Real Betis he'd probably be happier there because he's obviously from Spain. Runas Runarsson, Runarsson finally got a move to Leuven. I'm not even sure where that is. I'm guessing Belgium. Um, so it's good to see that Runarsson finally got got a move away because I think Arsenal's really not the club for him. Um, but you never know. You never know. He's still young and goalkeepers develop pretty pretty late. So, um, yeah, I'm still trying to look to see where Aziz went, but I, I'm pretty sure it was. It, I'm pretty sure it was, in fact, um, uh, Portsmouth. But anyway, uh, he's, I, what little flashes I've seen of him, I was really impressed with Aziz, and I, and I just thought maybe he might break through this year. But, um, but yeah, overall, it's been, um, clearly, we all know it's been a very disappointing time to be an Arsenal fan. And putting things in perspective, I was looking back in time. You know that that year when um, when Manchester United scored eight. That year started pretty badly too. It was just one point, and then there was a transfer frenzy. And ironically, Arteta was one of those players that came in with Mertesacker and and the guy that, that had a terrible record of driving too fast. I forgot his name, the left back, a Brazilian left back. We had a lot of flair about him. And I did like him, and and then there was the. Um, the korean number 9 who just i don't think he managed to score a single goal for arsenal uh, certainly not in the in the league at least and he was a korean international captain and he got shipped out pretty quickly after after coming in for a reasonably big sized transfer fee a large sized transfer fee but but yeah so so this this transfer window not quite as panicky as that one years ago um, so looking at it, looking at it now, but the thing was, it was just, then Arsenal got their season back on track and finished third that season. So there's, there's your optimism for you. If you've been waiting for that, I've been waiting for Alex to return, but I don't think he's going to make it. I think his, uh, internet connections let him down, but it says here, according to what I'm looking at, he's, he's connected but um but you know i'm not i'm not getting any messages from him whatsoever so so yeah if you want something to be optimistic about just think about back then uh, i i won't forget it in a hurry when arteta and all these new new boys like mertesacker made their debuts for arsenal and and they turned things around they turned things around it was a game against swansea not sure what the score was but i'd guess it was a 2-1 I think it was after an international break. And then Arsenal came back and started playing some decent football and looked like, um, looked like well, <laughs> a reasonable team. And, of course, qualified for champ- the Champions League. It, it would be a miracle if this team qualifies for the Champions League. But let's not forget, individually, they are, they are very, very talented indeed. So, um, wait, I've, I think I've finally got a message come through. Let's see um, what he's saying. He's having pr- problems getting on. Okay, okay. All right, I think he's going to call it a day there. I'll just say, <laughs> okay, no problems. So um, I might call it a day, but um, but just let's have a look, see if there's any any other news that I should bring to your attention, seeing as I'm, I'm here on the mic. Once I get talking, you know, it never, ever stops. Okay, I'll just run through some news, like on Football London, I didn't like this story. It was Udegaard is a waste of money for thirty million, apparently, because he didn't play that well for Norway. By all accounts, um, I didn't. Um, I don't. I really don't know the ins and outs of that because, uh, like many, like many Arsenal fans, I don't particularly follow the uh, international football. Um, then, what other news is there? Sol Campbell and Daily Mirror. But, um, but I can't read it because there's an advertorial blocking me and I'm trying to read it. Um, wait, this is the wrong story. What, what's that all about? <clears throat> it's been nothing but confusion. That's me. That's my headline. So, yeah, I can't read that story, seems like, uh, which is nice. Um, who says this? Mikko Arteta told it's probably the end ahead of the Crunch Arsenal clash. <clears throat> Arsenal have endured their worst start to a season since the nineteen fifties. Joe Cole says Arteta will be sacked if Arsenal fail to beat Norwich. Well, Joe Cole doesn't know, but um, but that's what he says. He's not saying that he, he thinks that Arteta deserves a sack. Um, he said he told Coral the bookmakers via Metro via the Metro. Um, newspaper, London newspaper. The future at Arsenal is obviously up in the air. I know they've played Chelsea, they've played Man City, two of the best teams, but it's the manner of both defeats. He's got a point. Those defeats were shocking. I, I keep using that word, but I suppose it's appropriate. And uh, and that website seems to have stuck now. They had all, all season to prepare for the uh, Brentford game, and they got it wrong because they weren't at it mentally. And that's what's happened too much with Arsenal. It's not Arteta's fault. It's been something... That's just been like damp getting into the woodwork at the club. In the two defe- defeats against the big boys, it was like they laid down and died. I do like how Arteta has handled the situation. He's hardening as a manager, and you can see that. And he said he's obviously a well-schooled coach because of his work with Pep, and he's a thoughtful guy. He's in the storm at the moment. He has to find a result against Norwich, and if he doesn't beat Norwich, I think it's probably the end for him. Obviously, the, uh, Norwich 2 need to uh, pick up points because they've got none so far and they really it's going to be such a tough game um the finished guy up front <clears throat> i even put him in my fantasy football team because i've totally lost confidence in arsenal but at the same time i put leno in so <laughs> you can see why i'm not very good at fantasy football um so yeah i'll put him in i'll put him in i took him out again actually i changed my mind i thought i can't do this this is just so wrong um, oh, I have some a glimmer of good news for you. Don't get excited yet, though. It's just a behind-closed-doors friendly. It seems like Arsenal are so good behind-closed-doors. So so what, what they really need is for the fans to be banned again. So guess what? I'm going to give you this news. It came from the Daily Mirror. I, I didn't see it in many places, actually. So um, he opted to play, this is Arteta, two wing-backs and three at the back in this game against Brentford like a revenge game, actually. So um, the mirror reminds us this formation helped Arsenal to overcome the likes of Manchester City and Chelsea to win the FA Cup and also to beat Liverpool in the Community Shield. But, of course, it's been a back four, not all the time, but quite a lot of the time um, uh, since then. But anyway, in this game behind closed doors against Brentford, Arteta started with Ben White alongside Gabriel and Pablo Marie and it was a clean sheet. That doesn't happen often, does it? So uh, White and Gabriel played for more than an hour. So is a possibility of a back three. Maitland Niles had his best spell as a wing back in this old formation. But even when, um, even when it went back to a, a normal kind of um, shape, it was uh, in fact um, he, he carried on playing. But this time he played in midfield. So Maitland Niles, who knows? He may get his chance against Norwich. Um, Shaka or Jacka is out, suspended, of course. Party's still injured. So it won't surprise anybody that much. Make the Niles plays. If Ramsdale plays, that will be a surprise. But he kept a clean sheet against West Brom and he kept a clean sheet also against Brentford in this behind closed doors friendly. Cedric did very well in that game. Uh, he started as a left wing back. Um, so. Anyway, then um, Callum Chambers was on the right as a right wing back, but it was Cedric who scored a couple of goals. So um, he's determined to fight for his place, um, which is good news. And anyway, looks like um, they've got they've got also got news that Al is going to be used in coming weeks. But I'm not so sure that's true because I thought he got injured. But I might I might be wrong about that. Anyway, this is a team that played against Brentford. Ramsdale and goal. Chambers, White, who was replaced by Hutchinson. Mari, Gabriel, replaced by Holding after 69 minutes. Cedric, make the Niles. Elneny, replaced by Patino. So Elneny's not as injured as I thought then. Um, And Martinelli also played as well as Lacazette and Pepe. And the goals came from Gabriel, Lacazette. Cedric got two. So we could do with that. So did I say 5-0? I was wrong. It was 4-0. I've got five nil on the on the brain. Of course, um, after after that drubbing at Manchester City, um, I was reading she wore uh, a yellow ribbon. That she wore Um That website's having a bit of a moan about Emmy Martinez. I think I'll get in trouble if I say too much because I still like Emmy Martinez. Um, but um, but yeah, this website takes issue with uh, Martinez complaining about Arsenal and saying he didn't even want to sign for Arsenal in the first place. So, yeah, if he said that. I didn't hear him say it. Maybe it's mi- poorly translated. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I think it's a bit mean having a guy at Emmy. I just I, I just can't. I, he was at Arsenal a long time. I think he deserves a bit more respect than that. Um, the Metro were running the story saying that Arsenal lost 20 million by not being able to offload. And Ketia, because now he can just leave for free. Well, he can't right now. He could he could make an arrangement to leave for free in January with a foreign club, and could leave next summer for nothing at all. And that's um, that's very disappointing. But there may be some compensation due to Arsenal actually, because he's not that old. I, I'm not sure exactly of the rules, because he's only 22, and it used to be if if you're even 23. I think I think the club that's nurtured you and brought you up and coached you usually gets some money, but it'll be a nominal fee compar- in comparison to a proper transfer fee. And Arsenal apparently were holding out for too much. And there's been a lot of there's been a lot of um, complaints about Arsenal's dealings in the transfer window. People saying that really Arsenal should have um, offloaded players even even on the cheap. But then other other pundits say, well, then that's then. People like Edu would have been hauled over the coals for doing that. He would have been told um, by the fans in no uncertain terms, "Why do you let Shaka go for sixteen million? But if he keeps him and signs him to a new deal, then that's also wrong." So, whatever whatever people do at the moment, it's wrong at the club, and you can understand why the fans feel like that because it's frustration with all these defeats. Um, there is talk about Serge Aurier from Spurs, who's now no longer got a club. He could possibly he could possibly sign. Apparently, for Arsenal. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm just, um, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you some of the stories. Where did that come from? I think it came from footballinsider247.com. Um, it's not its not the place I'll go to find out what's really happening. Bit more slamming of Granite Shaka or Jacka. Um, who is it? Um, Charlie Nicholas calls him a joker. Obviously, we know what he did. Um, what does Charlie Nicholas say, say about about him exactly? Well, it's in the Metro. And he, spe- he was speaking on the Where's Jeff podcast. And he said he did what he's always done. He played the joker card. He is the joker of our club. How he can manipulate Romain to paying him $70 million, I would have personally dropped him off there. And then he signs a new contract. When you look at the so-called captain in Jacka, That's a cop-out. It's an absolute camouflage, the red card. And it just sums up everything about that football club. As much as I want to support Arteta, I'm finding it harder and harder to justify his choices. So, yeah, back to the moans again. Um, He also added um, this. Um, I don't think the crowd want him to stay. I think he's got the right philosophy. Philosophy. But if you don't have the personnel now, he's talking about Arteta. Look, why would you sign Saliba and then send him out on loan when you have all four defenders at the club? I think the fans already want him out. I think they'll give him till Christmas, but I think the fans have made up their mind. Um, well, yeah, it's pretty worrying the situation. <laughs> I think we all know that. Um, so Charlie Nicholas and Paul Merson have been quite critical. What about Kevin Campbell? Well, he's slammed Paul Merson for some of his comments. He thinks he's a bit too negative. Um, it, I, found, I find Merson quite funny, even though, yeah, I know he's an avowed Chelsea fan, but ultimately, he's still an Arsenal legend, Merson. I don't care what anyone says. So, um, Merson said he could do a better job than Edu if he was given the role of director of football. And... Um, and yeah, he basically a Murden. I don't agree with everything he says because, for example, he said uh, the Japanese, Japanese boy coming in from Bologna. He said that he said that no one was chasing him, but actually, that's not strictly speaking true because I also heard that Spurs were chasing him, and uh, there was at least one other Italian side, big team, chasing him. Um, but anyway, so so <laughs> Campbell. Who's also an Arsenal legend. He just said um, he's just he's just embarrassed about more or less by what Merson says. He said again, this seems to be a recurring situation with Merce. Yes, Murc is a Chelsea fan, but he played for Arsenal. He had great times at Arsenal. Again, it's his opinion, but it's the way it's done is a tough part. I watch it, shake my head, and just think no. So um, yeah, he's not convinced by all the transfer um, business. Obviously, Merson, not convinced by Ben White, not convinced by Aaron Ramsdale, who's kept two clean sheets. Let's not forget that. Although one was behind closed stores, it's still a clean sheet. And Martin Houdegaard, I think, is a very good player who could become a superstar. Whether he does is another story. But, um, but I've liked a lot of what I've seen of um, and And Arsenal held out to make sure that they got him. He was the first choice. So we can take we can take something from that. Udegaard is a he, he can make a huge difference because he, he's just that missing link, as it were. So um, let me see what else I can give you um, if you're still hanging on here, hoping for more news. But um, but yeah, and obviously Lukonga, as, as even Football London say, is very a very promising talent. Um, the the deal with um, the deal with. Um, who is it um, Shaka signing a new long-term contract we didn't talk about this at length but the interesting thing was the club didn't announce it it's just really strange um so um so yes he's is that decision that decision was strange I suppose but then to to back to back up the club a little bit on that all I can say is that um, obviously if if he didn't resign then he could be leaving. For nearly nothing, and and that wouldn't be good either. So the ask, you know, the club cannot seem to do anything right at the moment, no matter what it is. As I said earlier, I think um, basically, basically the fans are take umbrage at it and and get get really really upset about just about anything and everything. Um, there's also another bit of uh, good news, I suppose you could call it, but I've got to find it. Um, there's... About Daniel Ballard, who's at Millwall on loan. He's actually scored a goal for his international team, Northern Ireland, during this interlow, as some people call it, or international break. So so there you go. There's a little tiny bit of good news for you to hang on to. But the problem is he's not at Arsenal at the moment. But who knows? He could get recalled in, in January. Things could be different. So anyway, the next game is very important. They're all important games. but I think this has got to be one of the most important games in Arteta's um, in time at the club so we wish him the best of luck and um and i think on that note on that note oh on that note we will or i will because because there's no more i mean he's gone alex is gone but the show goes on just for a bit longer until the next time adios amigos